Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. All right, we wanted to understand, we wanted to get a little bit of an understanding around art therapy. What is it? When do we use it? Do we need to be a creative? Is it, uh, is it a, a relatively new concept? Or is this something that has been around with us for a while? Gabriella Mendelssohn is an art therapist. Uh, very good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Ha, good, thanks and you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, and uh, likewise. So let's just talk about this idea of, of art therapy because obviously we all need to find ways to process our world. Uh, whether we've had a trauma, whether not, uh, you know, life is stressful. Um, art therapy is potentially one where we all have different ways of doing that. Uh, but then we have some form of a crisis, and uh, we obviously look for different ways to assist people. And we're not all the same, which means we do need to find a full, diverse range of, uh, of, of uh, methods or methodology. Take us through what art therapy is and how it can assist us. So art therapy sort of runs on the same idea as regular talking psychology, but to simplify it, it just has that added tool of the artwork in the therapeutic space, and the artwork helps the therapy to just go a little bit deeper, become a little bit more powerful, um, it's, it's less, sometimes the patients feel more safe to use art as like a bridge in between mm. talking and the therapists because it just feels, you know, safer. Like they don't have to just dive into talking about their problems. They can sort of express themselves more indirectly through art. Is it, is it for all ages or is it particularly yes. aimed at children? No, I, I get that question a lot and it's for absolutely everyone. Everyone needs to create, everyone needs to have this outlet and it's, it is for all ages and I've worked with all types of people and ages and yeah, all walks of life. And, and do, do you need to be able to, do you need to be artistic at all? So again, I also, that's also the most popular question I get and I used to answer no, you don't need to be artistic because, um, Art therapy is about expressing yourself through art, not about creating something aesthetically pleasing. So I used to answer, no, you don't need to be artistic. I have, now that I've had a lot more experience, I have changed my answer to everyone is artistic, ah, whether you realize it nice, or not. We're nice. born to create, um, and we all just need a little bit of a space to create. And once you, once people are given that space, you can't even believe the artwork that comes out of it. There's there's always this thing, and I don't know if it's if it's real. Certainly, when our kids were young, um, and and at nursery school, if they would draw something, we'd look at the colours. And I remember going in the my one son, uh, he was going through a bit of a miserable phase, and everything was in black, so that was a little bit of a concern for us. But but uh, and we laugh about it even with him, and he says, yeah, he was pretty pretty depressed back then. But but um, is that a real thing? Is that does does the art or does the way in which we express ourselves on a piece of paper really act as a reflection of who we are? 
Yes, I would say, yeah, definitely. I think, and I think you use the key word there in that question. I think we use it as a reflection. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people like to use the word, are you going to interpret my art? And it's, you know, I'm uh, not omnipotent. Uh. I can't interpret your art. Um, but what we do is once someone's created something together um, through a relationship, we would process it and reflect on it together um, to see what comes up, you know, what the unconscious sort of pushed the person to put onto the page. Um, and everything's different for everyone. So you say, you know, your your son, the black, did represent, uh, you know, feeling miserable. Yes. But for someone else, black might represent hope. You know, you. So we don't really have like a, a script where black is hope and red is anger. Uh, it really is a process um, and a work where you work together to try and reflect and find meaning for each individual. Is there a natural? Um, connection between color and emotion or have we imposed that? I know that, that on the marketing side, you know, we look at different colors to represent different things. So you'll often see banks, financial institutions, insurance companies, uh, but we, they, they use different shades of blue because blue is generally about um, stability, trustworthiness, things like that. Pink might be much more creative, uh, but is that is that a construct, or are we actually wired to relate to colours in that way? That's an excellent question, um, and from an art skill point of view, like a technical point of view, I'm going to answer that that you know there are certain you know meanings in different colours, like we learn mm. uh, in art classes that blue is more of a cool colour. And you do try work with like complementary colors where orange would complement the blue. Um, and I think if you look at someone, an artist like Mark Rothko, who mm. is famously an abstract expressionist where, you know, he's almost like one of, you know, the founders of using emotion in art in such a powerful way. He definitely uses, um, you know, the colors that we know to represent the feelings that he's feeling. Um, and he's world famous for that. Mm. So. I think I think there is something to that, yeah. So it, it, let's assume somebody's had a trauma and they come to you for some form of, of art therapy. How does the process begin? So there's two ways of giving art therapy. There's directive art therapy and non-directive art therapy. Non-directive is where the patient would come in and lead the session. Um, and they would choose what material, you know, you would offer a range of material. They would choose whatever they want to use. And, and just in that, you're, they're already revealing a lot about themselves. Um, and I would use that for more long-term therapy. Mm-hmm. If someone comes to me with very short-term goal-orientated therapy, then I would come with a, a specific process for them to do in the session to achieve the very specific goal that they'd like to achieve. So a couple of years ago, um, I did some work with Holocaust survivors. So yeah. I would come in with a very specific activity that I thought would relate to, to what they went through. And then we would work on it. And I never ever did anything direct. Like, let's talk about your experience. It was very, very subtle, very indirect, but, but still very well, powerful. Less, because yeah, less, less threatening, less threatening in a way because you're going yes. around it. You're not going directly through it. And sometimes it's very, very hard to hold that mirror up. Uh, close and and we yeah. need different ways of being able to access that and do you find that some people are are more uh, open to this or you have more success than with others because of the medium or is it uh, if you if you don't see as much success is it about that person's willingness to go on the journey and less about the the, the actual medium 
So I think as a therapist, if you're willing to put yourself out there and, you know, work on yourself, you'll always find something to work with. Um, so, for example, I've had a few patients who come to me and they say, they, for, for whatever reason, they choose art therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, I don't want to do art in the session. I just want to talk. Right. And then you're like, well, <laughs> okay. I'm an art therapist. But then, you know, um, you know, you can use that. So either you say, okay, this is unsuccessful therapy, or you say, let's reflect on why you don't want to use art. Right. So in that case, the absence of art, the resistance to art, is an equal means to understanding the person right. as if they were Absolutely. doing art. So you, you, yes. you use the absence. That absent. becomes your way in. The absence in. is right. as powerful as the presence of the art. Right. And, uh, absolutely. And I, and I would imagine something you alluded to before about interpreting the art. I would imagine that's a fear that people have. Like, what are you going to be able to see that I can't see, you know, that as though there's some form of hidden hidden messaging that's going to expose their souls very, very, in a very naked yeah. form. Art can be very triggering for a lot of people as well, mm. um, for whatever reason. So, so yeah, if someone comes in and they're resistant to art, it's definitely an opportunity to work on that, you know, mm, equally. Absolutely. Very, very interesting indeed. That's all we have time for. Gabriella Mendelssohn's an art therapist.